into the contest. It's Wednesday, the 28th of September. Uh, welcome to Afternoon Sport. It's Shad here, filling in for Tim yet again because he's too busy out in his million dollar yacht, probably enjoying Sydney Harbour, no doubt. I'm joined with a co host, Shane Lee. How are you doing, Shane? I am good, mate. I'm getting very excited for the Rugby League Grand Final. The AFL Grand Final for me was an absolute disappointment watching those <laughs> bloody swans go around, but uh, I'm looking forward to a nice barbecue. It's always seafood at my place come NRL Grand Final Day. Oh, mm, nice. Yep. Nice. It's my birthday. Uh, The NRL long weekend, mate. So always enjoy the long weekend around my birthday. So I will be responsibly pissed. Good. So that's that's what I'll be. We'll kick Uh, on to Mad Monday. I'm not going to lie. Coming from Queensland, I like. I'm excited about the NRL Grand Final, but at the same time, also a bit like whatever. Yeah, I know. I know well. that sounds bad, but the Western Sydney Final should be exciting. Today on the show, we're going to be talking cricket, AFL. We will chat NRL and much more. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Well, Shane, let's get straight into cricket. I know you love it. The summer of cricket seemed to start in winter this year, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but uh, there's a bit of news around selection for Tim Payne, of all people. Tim Payne, this guy has had the most extraordinary career. At 37, um, there's talk about him potentially playing in the first Sheffield Shield match for Tasmania, which is really bizarre. Look, his career sort of spanned over 35 tests. Um, he was originally picked a bit of a prodigy, picked in the team. He broke his finger, if you remember correctly, in a, a sponsor's game. That was an official game. And then pretty much couldn't get his finger right, was almost dropped from the Tasmanian team and almost had to retire. Then he was given a chance because we had a guy called Matthew Wade who was a weirdkeeper who couldn't keep pigeons. So he got given <laughs> another chance. And then he was out with a sexting scandal and, and he could be coming back again. I just think, mate, at 37, there must be a young Tasmanian talented weirdkeeper that they can pick and not go back to Tim Payne now. Surely, but I also feel for Tim Payne because I think that in the grand scheme of things, that sexting scandal didn't seem as bad, does it? When you look at all the other things that have happened since and during that period of time, I think it was a bit hard done by Tim Payne. So Yeah, it's uh, well, definitely. it's um, There's been a lot, a lot of guys who made a lot bigger mistakes than that. But mm. look, I just think the guy's been in and out. At 37, look, he's still very fit. Um, but there must be a young Tasmanian talented weekkeeper that could potentially take the spot. But this is classic mm. cricket, mate. This is classic cricket. You guys hold on <laughs> to players until they they need a walker to get out onto the pitch. It's ridiculous. But we'll have to we'll see how he goes. Let's tri- let's switch uh, quickly to from cricket to basketball. Mm. I'm loving what's going on at FIBA right now. The FIBA Women's World Cup is up on on at the moment, and it has been a drama filled tournament, not only for the Opals but for the other teams. Uh, we've just gotten our uh, the top seed for our group, which means we'll skip the Americans after a defeat of Japan. How good's that? Uh, we beat the the Japanese team 71-54. Uh, unbelievable. And you're dead right. We don't play the Americans now until if hopefully we make it to the grand final, if they're there as well. Um, I think we'll either play Belgium or Puerto Rico in the quarterfinal. 
But yeah, they um, they played really well against the Japanese girls. The lead changed 13 times in the first half, and then second half we went bang, seven unanswered points, and um, never never looked back from there. They played really well, mate. This has been the most dangerous World Cup of any sport, mate. I mean, the Opals had a player wheelchaired off the field with a back injury after a stray like got contact. You had elbows to the face that broke one of the Opals players' noses. There's been injuries in other games as well, and then I don't know if you missed this, but Serbia beat Mali. And just as the FIBA World Cup tweeted, oh, what a united Mali side, very impressive in their run through the tournament, which they didn't win a game, the camera interviewing the Serbian player turns to the left and spots two Mali players punching on with each other in the background (laughs) right after the tweet was sent out. This has been the most outrageous World Cup you can think of happening in Sydney at the moment. It's been unreal. They probably use each other's water bottle. They weren't happy. (laughs) It was so mental. Uh, Look, from one World Cup, we'll go to the World Game as well. This is great. Uh, Aussie team, Grant Cole. Now, this is such a spectacular story for him. He came out and did 20 minutes against New Zealand uh, with the friendlies that that the Aussies Mm. were playing, and you could tell from the moment he started on the pitch for that 20 minutes, you're like, wow, there's something special about this player. He's a bench player for the Mariners, hasn't even started for a Mariners game in the A-League, but it now looks like he is closing a deal to move to the Premier League. Well, potentially, mate. Yeah, you're dead right. You you can often see... uh Sports men and women when when they got class and he definitely has that. He's the youngest player to debut for the Socceroos since Harry Kuehl. Um, yeah, he just oozed time, didn't he? And um, he's got good pace. And you're dead right. He may get traded from the um, Central Coast Mariners now to either Newcastle uh, in the EPL or even the German club. Um, I think it's uh, Borussia Dortmund. So, oh mate, God. that's a big, big signing for him if he can do that. So he must have made a big impression in that 18 minutes. You've got to think if he goes to Dortmund, he'll end up getting loaned out again at some point. But, I mean, yeah. to, to just get into the system over there is crazy. I think the contract numbers for Newcastle was like $43,000 a week. You can do a bit of damage with something, that, couldn't you? Yeah, something stupid <laughs> like that. So if you've got kids... Don't get him. Don't give him a Sharon or a rugby league. Like none of that. It's a golf club, tennis racket, or a soccer ball. That's it. Meal ticket all the way, mate. That's what you now, Shad, do. wouldn't wouldn't you love forty three thousand dollars to jump in your bank account just before your birthday and NRL oh, grand final weekend, mate? I'd love that. It'd be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look at AFL. Damian Barrett says both Alistair Clarkson and Chris Fagan won't be back for round one. Now the AFL grand final is over. The aftermath of this Hawthorne investigation is really going to be the entire talking point for the AFL this offseason. Yeah, it's not great, is it? It's, it's going to go on. Um, this is a, a real issue. Um, this goes back to the potential mistreatment of Indigenous players. Um, they're saying things like they were asked to uh, even separate from their partners. Um, there's talk about there was a termination of a pregnancy, uh, the removal of SIM cards. The AFL is putting together an independent uh, panel of four. They need to get that right first. Then they need to deal with this and... Um, but as I said, mate, this is not going to go away quickly. And, you know, poor North Melbourne, um, they've just got a great signing with Alistair Clarkson. Whether he's guilty or not, he may not be there for round one. I think this is a wild story that's happening in the AFL at the moment. The, the AFL's kidding itself if it, doesn't, if it doesn't think that it has to do a top-to-bottom Every single club needs to have one of these 100%. reviews. Like yep. that's, that's the only way forward, and that's what should yep. be happening and demanded now. They were so... A head in the sky idea that it was going to be a you know couple of weeks or a couple of months investigation and we're going to be sweet. That's definitely not going to be the case. This is a year, maybe even longer, for mm. a sport like many sports in Australia and like Australia itself have a very complicated 
and very shameful history when it comes to First Nations players yep. uh, and their treatment. I mean, you know, we've got – didn't Eddie Betts' story really just – like pale in comparison to what we just heard. Uh, and that happened this year as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it's going to be tough. It's crazy for McLaughlin who would have, in a perfect world, he was set to finish after the AFL Grand Final. That was it. He was done. Then it was the next person to take over. I think he's going to be in the top job until after the next AFL Grand Final. You can't see him stepping down when he's got such a big job ahead of him for the AFL. No, he's probably going to hoping to go on a long holiday, wasn't he? But uh, as I said, <laughs> it's not going to happen now. He's going to have to deal with these issues. And and I think you're dead right, mate. I think they need a top uh, review from right from the top, right right down every club, almost have a um, a representation on the board of every club um, with a um, with an Indigenous player. And, yeah. um, and I think that that needs to happen urgently. And, like, I think hold on to your seats because I think McLaughlin even said in an interview just last week that, you know, there's more to the report that hasn't been released. Gotcha. That, in his word, is to the same flavour of what has already been leaked. So there's going to be more. Um, Let's turn to rugby. Uh, Look, certain coaches found some fascinating inspiration for their club ahead of the Rugby World Cup. Well, this is Eddie Jones, who we know coaches the England um, rugby team. And for the 2023 World Cup, um, he's put together a bit of a theme. Um, He spent some time with the US Navy SEAL, uh, and it goes down to um, the capture of Osama bin Laden um, and the execution of him. Uh, Operation Neptune Spear was what they called it in the Navy SEALs. So he's bringing that sort of feel into the England team. So I don't know what they're going to do when they get to the final. They're going to execute yes. someone. I don't, I don't. <laughs> but whatever motivates them, I suppose. And uh, I think what he's trying to do, he said that the Navy SEALs pretty much trained for two or three years for this 38 minutes of the potential capture of bin Laden. And he wants um, he wants his team to prepare in that way and have that mindset. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes it's yeah. just like he's been coaching for that long. He's just got to find something else. You <laughs> know what I mean? Right. Like it's, you can't do the same thing every year. Any days, like where's he going to go to next? You know what I mean? <laughs> just... Well, we we went with um, we had this with the Australian cricket team. They took us to Perth to uh, with the SAS guys many years ago, right? And they 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 took us and um, tackled us and wrapped us up and took us hostage and put us in the word tied us up into a, a house and then started shooting guns at us. And I said, I've got a bloody bowl tomorrow. Yeah, well, how does <laughs> that help with cricket? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a nightmare. That's insane. <laughs> I still have dreams about it. <laughs> hey, uh, stay with us after this short break because we'll be chatting NRL, huge news in boxing and more. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.
All right, NRL Grand Final. The team lists have mm-hmm. been announced for this final. So it's the Western Sydney battle. Oh, the NRL couldn't have planned it any better for themselves. Maybe they did plan it. Put your conspiracy hats on. Uh, <laughs> we've got an eel that's failed a fitness test, and we've got the Panthers making a call on an injured player. What's happening? Well, mate, it's going to be a huge game. You're dead right. The Battle of the West, it's, uh, I dare say, my, the smart money, I think, still with Penrith. I think they looked really good, and I think they're, they're peaking at the right time. Um, Tom Apicek has been named as reserve, so it looks like he probably will miss out. Um, they've named Bailey um, Simonson uh, at centre. Uh, and Penrith, Taylor May is out. So he misses a grand final, the poor bloke, after a pretty uh, up-and-down season. Uh, it was interesting listening to Cooper Cronk the other night saying that um, in the last game, Nathan Cleary, his first four kicks, there was no one even close to him. And he said they need to use someone like Reed Mahoney, who's got a lot of pace, to get out there and flatten him. The first, At least put him under pressure with a few of his kicks because if he has time to put these kicks that float up in the air and put him wherever he wants... It's very, very hard for them not to control the game. Yeah, I think it's. I think I reckon it's either a tight contest won by the Eels or it's a Panthers blowout. Yep. I think that's the only way I can see the uh, grand final kind of going. Uh, but I still feel like it'll be about the last twenty minutes. You got to remember as well. Last time these guys played seven six at half time, and then I think Parramatta mm. were down another try before they lost Moses, and it all kind of fell apart. So, you know, I, I feel like. They're two teams that could go to a golden point. You definitely could see it. But, you know, the trope at the moment about Parramatta's a momentum team, they're a momentum team. Which NRL team isn't a momentum team? Like, you know, like this whole thing's yeah, up. True. Yeah, it's all momentum too. Like, you know, if you score a tries <laughs> and the Panthers put on four tries after conceding two last week. So I was just thinking, Chad, if you're right, it does go to golden point. Moses goes for the field goal and hits the upright like his uncle did. Imagine that. Yeah. Benny yeah, Elias. mate, that would be, jeez, <laughs> honestly. Um, I, I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty spectacular grand final uh, between the West. You know what? I've got a soft spot. I've, I really, I've changed my mind. I've got a lot of mates that are Eels fans, up the shrimps, okay. as they say, and um, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna back the Eels to break the 80, 1986. I mean, we saw the Sharks win their first one ever a few years ago. You know, why not? Let's get the Eels their grand final they wanted. They lost the last one against a Melbourne team that was breaking the salary cap. Let's get the Eels a win. <laughs> well, congratulations. You're officially backed every team this year. Yeah, Shane. I know. It was the last one left. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you got the set. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, I'll tell you what, real, real quick fun fact before we move on into boxing. Yep. If Penrith win this, uh, the, this weekend, they'll be the first team ever to win all grades of footy. Just goes to show you how well, mm. and you've got to give Gus Gould some credit for that as well because he was there, how well Ivan Cleary and co have managed to build that club from the ground up again. It's similar to what he did in New Zealand before they got rid of him stupidly. Um, yeah. To have all the lower grades there makes you go, this is a dynasty just sitting there hoping to be in the finals for many years to come. And then on the other side of the field, if Parramatta win and the women's win as well same day, they'll Oof. be the first team to win the NRLW and the NRL grand final. So history, history in the making, mate, this weekend. Can't wait. Exactly. Um, but let's move on to boxing. This mm. was going to be history in the making, and now it is just purely history. Tyson Fury <laughs> has cancelled and retired yet again. <laughs> well, this is a fight versus Anthony Joshua, but as we know in um, 
in uh, boxing, uh, it's off for the moment. And uh, maybe they didn't get enough money together and they'll probably go back to the drawing board and, and negotiating board and uh, come back with a bigger number. Mate, this will be back on soon. I reckon these two will fight again. Tyson Fury in and out of retirement every second day. I reckon you're wrong. I don't think they're ever going to fight. Okay. I really don't think it's going to happen. I think, you know, Tyson Fury, the, the word was it was a 60-40 split in Fury's favour, put the yep. title on the line, I'll fight Anthony Joshua. You have until, and it was last, it was the Monday, uh, 5 p.m. to confirm and sign the contract. His team didn't sign the contract. And Anthony Joshua's team was out there talking, you know, yeah, it's with our lawyers, it's this, that, and the other. Is There's one thing you can say, other than claiming retirement, other than that, Tyson Fury is a man of his word. Yep. yep. <laughs> Other than when he says he's retired. Uh, when you also look at Tyson Fury's life, he's got an offer on the table from the WWE sitting Ooh. there ready for him to go and be a part of them and, you know, featuring some events and stuff. So for Tyson Fury, it's kind of like, do I want to go into the boxing ring again? Which, mind you, a few years ago, he didn't want to do anymore when yeah. he was having his mental health issues. He's on top of the world. He knows no one could touch him. And he's only going to fight if the if the fights and the details suit him. And I don't think Anthony Joshua wants to fight him. He is pulled out or he's found excuses every single time. I don't think this fight's ever going to happen. There you go. Well, mate, mark your words. Yeah, I reckon that's it, mate. That is going to be it. <laughs> now, before we wrap things up, mate, uh, cricket is back. The T20 World Cup is not too far away. And uh, you have a bit of a war story from a, a, an interesting opponent in the T20. <laughs> well, a very good mate of mine, Corey Pearce, and the, the former West Tigers and St. George front rower, um, he, he bought a, an auction item many years ago for us to play a T20 match of cricket against the West Tigers rugby league team. And we played it at Homebush. It was a... Bloody the hottest day ever in Sydney. It was about 44 degrees. And we had a game. But the, the, the funniest part of the story, Corey now is a former front row. He's a big, big lad. He was that hot after he scored his duck. He came off and jumped into the ice bath. Now, if you've ever had an ice bath, mate, when you get out, you know, the, the family jewels don't look the best. But just as the, the time that he jumped out of the ice bath, George Gregan, who was playing this game with in our team, was walking out of the showers, out of the hot shower, and walked past Corey, who just got out of the ice bath. <laughs> and he had to explain to George, yeah, uh, mate, I've just been to the ice bath. He goes, yeah, sure you have, mate. <laughs> Uh, well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And a big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. Tim, back in the driver's seat as well. See you then. Good on you, Shad. Take care, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts like The Dragon Cast with Ferris and Gale. Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale put on the rose-coloured glasses to discuss the rugby league soap opera starring St George Illawarra and the NRL. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.